let them stop you know using the western world entrepreneurs as a you know as a yardstick for measuring uh mark zuckerberg drop out of harvard bill gates did same so i don't need education to be a successful entrepreneur that's completely insane so i wouldn't advise someone to adhere to such mentality you need to you know bring in save some money and grow your business Hello and welcome to the AOU podcast, Entrepreneur Leadership in Africa, where we explore more on being a bold entrepreneur leader. I'm your host, Savannah Olo, and today I have with me Epaphrit. Epaphrit is a founder and CEO of Bongalo, an online booking platform that is functioning quite successfully in Cameroon and Rwanda with prospects of expansion. He also happens to be a student at the AOU Rwanda campus studying international business, trade and commerce. Today, we dive deep into past experiences and lessons that have made us who we are today. On top of that, aspirations that build the empires we've heard of throughout our podcast episodes. Can you take a wild guess how long it was before he joined university? What are some of the lessons you've learned in the course of being a bold entrepreneur leader? Well, stay tuned and know it all. Join us as we uncover a whole new world of, from our diverse community of entrepreneur leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming Epaphrit. Epaphrit, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today at the AU podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on your podcast and thank you very much for inviting me. Most definitely. So I decided to kick off this episode with a small icebreaker. What is your favorite dish and what makes it special to you? So yeah, <laughs> thank you for that question. It's very impressive. Actually, my favorite dish is uh, it's uh, something we call fufukon and jamanjama. Okay. So this is uh, maize flour that is cooked, and then you have some vegetables that is very specific to my country. Okay. Uh, it's not really found across in different parts of Africa so easily. So it's prepared uh, and then eaten. Uh, like as a dish and uh, it's my favorite because I grew up eating this uh, fufu corn as a kid yeah. and uh, uh, it's been it was like a daily meal for for us as a peace and family and then uh, it just became a part of me and no matter who I am I want to go back and eat that food <laughs> so even I try to cook it myself so yeah it's really special to me all right. And just for our listeners today, where are you speaking to us from and where are you from originally? So I'm currently speaking to you from Cameroon and I'm originally from Cameroon as well. Okay. I am actually in my hometown, Bamenda, as we speak. All right. Great. Perfect. So let's get right into the episode of today. And my first question to you would be, when did you first notice that entrepreneurship is a path that you you would be embracing? So I think I noticed entrepreneurship was a path for me to embrace while I was still in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. As a tradition in my home, uh, when you finish high school, you're expected to write, uh, you know, government entrance examinations into uh, government schools to become a civil servant in one or two of the different sectors in the country. Yeah. So uh, I realized that uh, I first I passed without writing those exams uh, so that I would really break the tradition that 
uh, we had to do that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I discovered that I was an innovative person, someone who uh, sees something, asks a lot of questions and want to make it better by adding something new to it. And and then through this means, I realized that I don't like doing routines and I like innovative processes like changing different, uh, you know, things, doing things differently uh, using different approaches. And this was not very possible with the conventional setup of uh, working with the government. So I realized I I would only be an entrepreneur who brings up new ideas every day in a different, uh, you know, setup and try to bring things together. So that was the initial point at which I discovered that this is the path I was going to really work on, uh, working as an innovative person uh, in my own business someday. Uh, which will also give me the chance to be able to really implement the ideas that come to my mind of innovating on something that we build, uh, you know, moving forward every day. Right. All right. Great. So speaking of innovation, you are the founder and a CEO, I believe, of Bongalo. And it's been three years running, I hope successfully. <laughs> so how then would you describe your current entrepreneurial journey with your company? So my entrepreneurial journey with Bongalo hasn't been a very uh, easy one uh, for several reasons, uh, but it has been a very interesting one uh, for for many reasons as well. So the, the very first step is that in 2017, uh, I founded this company, which uh, was all about, and I founded this company just back home here in my hometown, same town here in Bamenda, right. and it was more about uh, a problem I identified, I faced personally when I moved back to the city uh, of Bamenda from Yaounde, where I previously worked, and uh, I was looking for a home to, to, to stay. So I couldn't find a place to stay that met the different specifications that I was looking for. And uh, it gave me, when I, it took me so long, about three weeks to a month, to be able to find a place that was close to what I was looking for. And okay. after that experience, I was really, I felt really bad. And I decided to, to see if there could be something that would be done to solve that issue, because I knew a lot of people were facing it as well. So we came up with a concept that made, we think we, if you bring images uh, you know, information, price, and location of uh, different houses in the city right. to one central location, and people could just select among these locations. It would be uh, a great opportunity for them to, you know, cut the stress and the expenses that they endure, they incur in looking for a place to stay, just like myself. So that's when the idea of Bungalow came up in 2017. And by then, I, I, I just came back from Israel as well, where I was also participating in a different business uh, accelerator there, which I was also working on a different business by that time. So we built Bongalu as a mobile app where you could find places to stay for long stay. And it was mainly for real estate. So in 2018, I got the request of a friend who visited Rwanda, where I currently was staying, studying at the African Leadership University, which I started in 2017. Okay. So he wanted to move over to to Rwanda, and he said, okay, I need a place to stay. And then I offered to, to rent a room in my house for the time being that he was going to stay. So this grew because many people now start sending requests and he recommended more people to us 
And uh, I started hosting people in my house. So I saw the opportunity in that as well. And the bungalow that we started back home, due to the political crisis in, in my country, mm-hmm. uh, had been on hold. So this gave me the opportunity to remodel the current bungalow that we had to be a booking platform. And so we innovated. We remodeled it to a booking platform because we knew we now saw that people are looking for places to stay. And we only did not host people from my country. We hosted people from different countries around, across Africa as well. But the main problem that we faced uh, in the whole process was how they paid for where they were coming from because they needed to confirm that they are actually coming by making a payment. So how would they do that? Many of them didn't want to use their cards for several reasons. And secondly, we didn't have that platform that could permit them to use their card. So we remodeled and then we came up with the concept of, you know what, let's put these things together in one place where you can pay with mobile money. So this is just an intro into the journey of my business of starting up as a real estate platform and then remodeling to a booking platform that we saw a need in the market to make it really solve that. So it's been really, uh, you know, difficult in the sense that uh, you have to be able to think uh, across different, uh, you know, sectors uh, as in try to incorporate something that right. really you identify from scratch. And uh, it's it's very rewarding journey for me also because I get to learn a lot on a daily basis. There are a ton of things that I've learned within a very short period of time with this business, as in, you know, structuring a business, building a brand, and being able to work with people f- from different backgrounds. Uh, just as a point, we've worked with over eight nationalities on Bungalow so far as a team, specifically from African countries. And it's such a blessing because I get to learn more different cultural practices from these people and also see their different backgrounds. And it's so enriching. So these are just some of the rewarding things on you know, being an entrepreneur and also working on Bungalow as well. Great. So what would you say is your MVP? Because, you know, at this point you're competing with companies like Airbnb, you're competing with like Booking.com, TripAdvisor, what have you. What would you say uh, brings that unique element um, Bongalo does for the industry itself? Because, you know, you're reserving spaces for people to stay in whenever they reach a particular country. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. I, I think that's a question that people get to ask uh, a lot. Like uh, we don't speak at any time without get me getting to explain what the unique uh, value proposition that we are putting out there in the market. But the first thing that I like to point out is, okay, first we don't have just an MVP right now. We have a product, a product that is live in the market and is uh, really gaining grounds. Right. So uh, what I what I'll say first is the fact that for, this is. Uh, an African booking platform. This is built by us Africans and we are selling in Africa. So yeah. that's already a pride for us that we, we built something and uh, we are proud of it and it's working and it's working effectively. So this is already something that tells us we don't always need to depend on the foreign uh, companies or the Western companies that uh, build softwares and extend to Africa. These yeah. are things we can also do here and uh, we can also solve our own problems within our context i mean in in our context contextualizes to uh, to our own uh, setting so that's first thing the second is the fact that uh, with with bungalow uh, you don't you, you you users have the options of paying for their reservations with master visa and uh, visa cards and 
you know, PayPal as well. But then the most important one of it is that mobile money being one of the most inclusive financial technology, you know, solution on the African continent is mm -hmm. what we are leveraging. So this means that uh, because from the experience that we had from the users that led us to building what we have today is that they didn't want to use their cards online. In Africa, a lot of people, those who even own bank cards, those Visa cards and MasterCards, are people who put a lot of money on their bank accounts and they don't want to use these cards for online transactions, which means they don't want a situation where there could be a mistake and a lot of money is, you know, debited from the account, they don't want the process of going to the bank asking for refunds, which takes a lot of time and also, uh, you know, makes it, doesn't come back with the charges that the visa already debited from it. So uh, it will be, it, will, it is more convenient and really effective to use mobile money payments. Mobile money is a form of payments that uh, the telecom uh, companies like MTN, Safaricom, M-Pesa in, in, in Kenya, they use. Uh, so which means it's, they send a prompt to your phone, you need to validate and you see right. the actual value or the actual amount that you're paying for. Yeah. So this is something we've incorporated in our system and we are already fully operational in six African countries with this technology. So this is something our competitors don't have. And I don't think they are going to have that easily for several reasons. So this already gives us an edge because the users that were not able to pay on their platform with, with their mobile money wallet will be able to pay on our platform with, um, with their mobile money wallet. In addition to that, there are several places listed out there. There are several places you know, out there in the different cities in Africa which are not listed on our competitor's platform for the reason being that they don't have a way to collect their payouts when yeah. they receive bookings from guests. Okay. Uh, so would you, would, you call that, that, would you call that a major opportunity that you've created for yourself as yes, Bongaro? Yes, absolutely. Yeah? That is... Yeah. That is, uh, that is absolutely a great opportunity that we are creating for these, uh, you know, for these, you know, vacant apartments and, and, and guest houses that exist across different cities in Africa. Right. So this means that uh, uh, we, with mobile money as a payout solution to this, uh, you know, host and also bank transfer, because for a country like Rwanda, bank transfer takes a couple hours to be affected when you're transferring locally. So when you, when guests, uh, you know, when host list places on our platform, uh, we ask them for two payout methods. It's either you put both or you put one, uh, which is the bank account details or the mobile money account details. So when you receive a, a booking from a guest, we, according to the cancellation policy, we set, we make settlements to either your bank account or your mobile money wallet, which is very straightforward and very, very effective and very cost effective. This means you, you pay little or no fee on those transactions, as opposed to those who were struggling to, you know, receive payouts from those other platforms through PayPal, which is very expensive. PayPal also only operating a maximum of nine countries in Africa. So think about it in 54 countries. How would that be? So that's, that is an opportunity that we have given to host to be able to, you know, list on our platform. And this is a great, uh, you know, a value proposition that we have against our competitors as well. So we have a unique selling point, which are these things I've mentioned. And uh, we are also looking to, you know, grow the African tourism as an African travel and tourism company as well uh, in that sense. This podcast is brought to you by Venture by AOU. 
a free course for entrepreneurs. Do you want to know how to overcome entrepreneurial challenges from real life experiences? Well, Venture is an online course designed for young and aspiring entrepreneurs. It features more than 10 AOU entrepreneur leaders who will guide and inspire young entrepreneurs. You can find Venture on venture.aoueducation.com. Once again, venture.aoueducation.com. Venture, a course for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Now back to our conversation. Right, I think from what you've said, um, just maybe it, it, it may not be sufficient um, to blanket statement it, but I feel like um, from what you've explained so far, you're trying to bridge a gap between the international market um, of apps that we have out there, the Airbnbs, the booking.com, and sort of bringing it back home to ensure that the people, the local people within the continent know where to find certain, where, how to find certain resources and, you know, build a space for them in order for them to, you know, have a, have have the mindset of built for Africans by Africans. Am I, am I wrong? Yeah, uh, I think you're correct. And uh, as you, as we all know, this is business and we also in the market to exist. So we also, you know, struggling to get our own share of the market. We just need a share of the market to be able to serve this, this group of customers. Uh, we, 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 like I mentioned earlier, right. we've been able to, you know, incorporate the, the, the other payments, which means uh, our diasporas who are coming back home, uh, can already use our platform and also make payments with their cards even if they are not having mobile money wallets on the continent. So this means we are targeting them as well and we are also targeting the, the travel within the continent by locals that uh, are circulating within the same country, cross-border within the same continent and uh, they can use that, that option of paying with mobile money wallets. So we are selling the fact that this is an authentic African business and uh, African technology that is built on the continent and is really selling. And also we are not just limited to that. Everybody else is open to using our platform to be able to, uh, you know, make reservations for wherever they are traveling on the continent once we are present in those countries. Right, right, right. And what would you say are the three to five key lessons that you wish you knew when starting out on, the, on your journey? I mean, earlier you mentioned that you, it took seven years after high school for you to get into college or university. So what would you say have been the key lessons that have guided you to this day um, on your entrepreneurial journey? Well, the, the very first key lesson would be, I, I wish I knew that I needed a quality edu- education and, and, and not just education, but also quality education to become a really great entrepreneur. I, I think a lot of folks out there today are deceived by the fact that, ah, you don't need school to, to you know, be an entrepreneur. You don't need to have a degree. You don't need... No, actually, it's not about not having a degree or it's not about having a degree, rather. But it's about, you know, school, to me, wasn't about going and then passing the courses and you know, validating the courses and then grabbing a degree. Right. I, I went back to school for several reasons. I needed a network. And then I also needed some practical. I knew a lot of things that were not organized. So I think school helped me to be able to know where to put what is what, because I already have the idea about it. But then how do I make it to, you know, come out straight and work according to the way the structure 
just operate. And the world works operates on an, on an order that uh, you cannot just you know uh, change it by yourself. Uh, there are structures yeah. in business, uh, especially. Uh, which is something that I, I also was interested in studying in school. I did a lot of courses uh, on my own, and uh, I even started studying computer engineering uh, on my own as well. And uh, uh, there are certain, uh, how can I put it, there are certain concepts that are, you know, oriented according to certain modules. And when you pass through uh, school, so to say, and you pass through these modules and everything else, you see that you, you grew more in your knowledge about those different things. And, and having gone to school as well, having gone back to school and, uh, uh, you know, went on internship in different firms was a great opportunity for me. I took several reasons for going back to school. Mm -hmm. Internships, to be specific to the African Leadership University, the model was go to school, stay in class for four months, get out of class, Go stay in the in the field for four months as well, and then no for eight months, and then stay in the field for four months. That makes twelve months generally for each year. And that was something I was so much great about because I needed I needed uh, a practical education. So I was tired of going to school and then copying notes and reading and coming back writing exams. But there was no practice that was incorporated <laughs> in what I was learning. Yeah. So. I, I wish that I knew that I needed quality education. I needed education and quality education to be able to be a better entrepreneur, uh, which is what I'm becoming today. So that's a very great uh, lesson that I've learned. And I want to pass it on to people who think that entrepreneurship is just about, you know, building, a, you know, starting a business and then trying to put things together. No, you need education. And it's very good to have education right. uh, that is also of great, great quality. So another thing is, I wish I knew that I needed experience as well to be able to run a successful business. So this experience came as well through the different internships that I had with, uh, you know, with the help of my institution, uh, the African Leadership University. Right. So the experience came through those internships and I, I work with different people. I understand, you know, operational structures in different companies and I could learn quickly from how they did it because I'm someone who learns so much from observing someone does something and then I can easily just replicate the same thing and be able to contextualize it within my immediate environment. So this is something I learned that it was not about just starting something and then learning on it. It's important to start something and learn on it, but it's, it's even more better uh, when you already practice it somewhere and then you now try to do it on your own from a different uh, angle. So right. I, I think it's, I wish I knew that I needed you know, experience to be able to start and grow a successful business. Um, I'd just like to ask, what advice would you like to give um, people who are looking into joining the entrepreneur journey or, you know, any aspiring young entrepreneurs? What advice would you give them? Like one key point you'd, you would um, let them take away? I think that uh, one thing I should they should know is that it should not, you know, stroke them to go by the saying that people keep saying, uh, you don't need money to start a business. I right. totally disagree. No matter which business you want to start, mm -hmm. uh, you need a certain amount of, uh, you know, uh, money uh, and plus, you know, the human capital. So uh, 
A lot of businesses fail for several reasons, and one of the greatest reasons to fail is lack of money. So if you really want to start a business, you need to, you know, grab some experience. You know, you need quality education. I mean, not just, uh, you know, that's not definite, but you need education uh, to a certain level to be, to you know, it, get, it guarantees a certain level of success. Uh, let them stop you know, using the Western world entrepreneurs as a, you know, as a yardstick for measuring uh, Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of Harvard, Bill Gates did same, so I don't need education to be a successful entrepreneur. That's completely insane. So I wouldn't advise someone to adhere to such mentality. You need to, you know, bring in, save some money and grow your business. Yeah. So one last question before we love and leave you. What is the most impactful advice given to you that impacted your entrepreneurial journey? And what advice would you give an aspiring young entrepreneur? So, yeah, I was just, you know, I keep saying that there is no, uh, there is no clear cut about entrepreneurship. So I, I, my, 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 great, my greatest advice is just to, you know, let these people stop using the Western Western world entrepreneurs as the yardstick of, uh, you know, measuring uh, success. So let these people, these folks who are passionate about entrepreneurship, who wants to create value and sell to people, okay. uh, be able to, you know, first thing should be able to save some money uh, for their businesses if they want to start one. If you're working for a company and you feel like, you know, I found this problem and I want to bring a solution to it and make it a business, you should be able to have saved some money. And that's great. If yeah. you're working for a company, you should have acquired some skills, which will help you to, you know, be uh, you know, potentially successful with the business that you are out to build. And also they should get education and also, if possible, quality education because that is, uh, you know, another advantage to being successful with the business that you do because also you get to build networks uh, you get to build networks through the different areas where you where you do internships or you know the different students that you collaborate with on different projects that you're working uh, on campus and you build a lot of you know uh, experience working on different projects as well so education is quite important in this current age especially in Africa to be a successful entrepreneur right. yeah and also it would be a, you know a good uh, attraction for investors in the future if they see your background that you have uh, quality education they would be interested in investing in you and uh, yeah so those are some things that I would like these people who are you know interested in uh, entrepreneurship to retain it is not absolute but it's necessary all right then thank you so much Apartheid, for being with us today um you really brought in some insights and really dug deep into sharing what your story and your journey has been like with Bangalore. So I just want to thank you for that. Yes, thank you very much. And uh, I hope that you become a customer on Bangalore not long. Why not right now? Hopefully. So you should sign up on a platform and be able to search places, especially right now if you're visiting Kigali, right. uh, which is a very safe and secure place. So yeah, thank you very much for inviting me. It was a pleasure speaking to you. All right, then, no problem. And that was Apafrit, founder of Bongalo, and he leaves us with a word. Invest in your education, because you never know who you could meet or what you could learn. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts for exclusive access to the gems of knowledge we drop here. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on your preferred platform. This is the ALU Podcast, Entrepreneur Leadership in Africa, Real Stories, Real Experiences. Thank you.